0: Well, hello, cat. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> How the hell are you? I am amazing. I am
1: so amazing. So, listeners, just so you know, this is our third attempt to record. <laughs> the first, it was my husband. Then it was Tanya's phone going off. And here we go. We're doing it this time.
0: Yeah. So what are we talking about today?
1: We're talking about breathing and I am very excited to talk about it because we both talk about it all the time. And, uh, this year when I taught at the writing retreat in Indiana, I decided to take a little different twist on it. So from a couple of breaths. I started, decided to talk about how the stress, how it affects our stress response. So I'm excited to share that with you. And then I know you're going to share all kinds of amazing things.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to run down, I think, in the beginning, a little bit of the history and philosophy of Pranayama and where it comes from and how we apply it. And then I think when we're done going through your lovely effects, we're going to talk about the our favorites. Like, I have some favorites. I know you have some favorites. And then, yeah, we're going to share up some books because I'm pretty sure we probably have a couple thousand books on Pranayama. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Books, we're book people. We're book people.
0: (laughs) So um, just as an aside, do you want to plug in your microphone?
1: Oh, yes, I do. (laughs) I always take any chance not to
0: plug it in, but I'll do. (laughs) Can you hear me? I can. It's so much better. Okay. Well, the, good. The other thing too is it also doesn't interrupt. So, like when you talk on the computer, it like interrupts, and so like you hear gaps of voices. And I think uh, that was part of the problem that we were having when we were recording before with the third party. Mm-hmm. Can anyway. you hear
1: the clicking in the background? Oh, the the painter that's upstairs here. You can't hear him.
0: I did hear a little crashed just a minute ago
1: <laughs> yeah you know good stuff you know we're living our real lives here folks living we're, our real we're, lives
0: <laughs> we're doing all the things man that's all right on thursday we're getting a new roof so i'm thankful for this today, that wouldn't be so good yeah anyway um yeah so let's talk about pranayama so pranayama is Um, The Sanskrit word for prana and yama, which is prana equaling our life force, like our ability to live and our spirit and our yama is the control of. So for Mm -hmm. all intents and purposes, pranayama is the practice of breath control. It is literally a practice. It is although... Physically, the body can breathe on its own. We also know that we can override that natural breathing and really spend some meditative time in practice using specific types of breathing, planning and controlling our inhale or planning and controlling our exhale, or using a little more force one direction or another or blocking one nostril and only breathing through one, you know, like, Mm -hmm. there's so many ways for us to control the phenomena of breathing that naturally occurs in our body when we're not controlling it, Mm -hmm. that when we do practice control, we can help to change the homeostasis in the body, maybe making us less reactive, maybe cooling us off, maybe warming mm-hmm. us up. Like it's all dependent on what breath practice we choose. Mm-hmm. And there are many, and we mm-hmm. hope to share some of those with you. So, for our listeners, if you come to a yoga class at Cat Studio or Tanya Studio, you're going to hear your teacher talk about breath control, pranayama, whether it's ujjayi, whether it's lion's breath, like we incorporate pranayama in all of our yoga classes, all of them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? And then of course, if you take like a 200 hour teacher training, you're going to learn those pranayamas even more specifically, like how, how they look or what they'll change in your body, what the reactions will be, how you can alter your central nervous system by practicing these breaths, and then, of course, if you take 300-hour teacher training, then it's even a, a bigger leap. Now we teach the energetics behind the pranayama, and we also teach the probably the easier way to teach it to others and how to learn how to, you know, maybe control some of those bandhas, which is a whole nother episode. <laughs> <laughs> Which we've never actually done a banda episode. No, we haven't. Let's do that. Yeah, I like that well,
1: idea. I do too. We'll put it on the list. Yeah. Well, um, breathing is very closely connected to our uh, nervous system and our stress response also. Um, and it's connected so much that we really should be taught how to breathe more efficiently at an early age. Wouldn't that be incredible if you'd learned proper breathing techniques in school.
0: Oh my gosh. Right.
1: Yeah. Most of us breathe real shallow. I mean, for the most part, when we're running through our days, we just use that upper third of our lungs. And we're so we're almost hyperventilating (laughs) a lot of times throughout our days. We don't fully use those. And those short, shallow breaths increase the cortisol and the adrenaline in our bodies. And it's kind of that Kind of stimulates that fight or flight response, and so when we breathe short and shallow, our body responds the same way as if we were trying to um, run to safety and run away from danger. So that um, fight and flight is hard to say. Flight and. Fight response is great.
0: Fight and flight, flight and yeah, fight, yeah. fight and <laughs> fight. Yeah, yeah. It's all of the F
1: words. All of those, all those. <laughs> so the flight and fight response is great when there's a need, but it doesn't serve our bodies well if we're. Start that,
0: start that. I will okay will have
1: on you. Okay, the flight and fight response is great when there's a real need, but it doesn't serve our bodies well if we're mad at someone for cutting us off in traffic or if someone said something mean to us. And when we take time to breathe in slow and deep, This can signal a relaxation response and cut off that flow or flood of cortisol into our system. And it helps our body to recognize that we're really not in immediate danger. So it also helps with our digestion and increases our metabolism. Um, So it's one of those things that when you find that you're in line at the grocery store and someone of you just think about your breath what what are you doing is your breath or all of a sudden you get mad because you know that you know or if you get if you're trying to merge on traffic and a big truck won't let you in are you getting anxious try practicing calming down the nerve central the nervous system and seeing how that affects your world
0: totally and completely like Mm -hmm. even just in general like even if you're just you know, noticing all of a sudden you've been holding your breath for some time. Like, and we do it all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, we're like, oh my gosh, why am I holding my breath? You know, and Mm -hmm. then take, you know, two, three regular deep inhales and deep exhales and see if you can't change the, the habit that you have of holding your breath.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, you know, just checking in with your breath and being more aware of it can, Really be a, a, an anchor for your awareness. It's easy to kind of let our mind wander or to let our mind get over agitated. But if you can keep that breath as a focus, it can keep you can kind of almost visualize that being your anchor. <laughs> it may be in the world of insanity. Um, But I love that with focused breathing, and that's one reason we use it so much in yoga is that it um, strengthens that power of concentration. Mm -hmm. So if you're really wanting to get in tune with yourself and really get in tune with yourself on the mat, focusing on the breath can really help with that concentration. And then, you know, another Benny of focusing on our breath that everyone needs is it helps with our sleep.
0: Oh, 100% hundred percent. We don't even realize how much stress we put on our body by being terrible breathers. Mm
1: -hmm. And and
0: we're a nation of terrible breathers. It's not just you and I, it's not just the people that come to yoga. It's everyone,
1: everybody,
0: everyone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talk about breath awareness. Sometimes it's just little things like you talk about, like when you, when you have an emotional response in a grocery store or in your car. And then I bring up when you're holding your breath, but Maybe it's just because you notice you're overtired and you're yawning a lot. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's you notice that you're so frustrated, you're, you know, sighing and you're just doing these big, heavy sighs (laughs)
1: <laughs> you had to say yawning and so I had to yawn <laughs>
0: that's hilarious talk about psychosomatic right I know, there <laughs> I know. The like, power. would you like me to hand you this placebo <laughs> <I know. laughs> that's hilarious um but yeah I mean we notice just in our own I'll say poor mechanics all mm-hmm. the times that we really could just Apply some deep breathing, and all of a sudden, whatever we were freaking out about, yeah, tempers like, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's you know your schedule, it's you know your list of things to do, it's the fight you just had, or whatever it is, that if you couldn't literally just pause, take some time, and you know, do some concerted, focused breathing, mm-hmm. like. Everything yeah. looks different on the other side. You know, they say grass is always greener on the other side. This is the perfect example of that. Although mm-hmm. remind me of that. I had a conversation the other day about somebody who had been really impressed upon the whole grass is greener on the other side of the fence. And then they got on the other side of the fence and they were <laughs> the grass really wasn't all that much greener. Yeah. And I'm like, that's because grass will always be green, then brown, then green, then brown.
1: Mm-hmm. Always
0: doesn't yep. matter which side of the fence it's on <laughs> right, uh, right. Yeah. yep
1: very very true well you know the breathing stimulates that parasympathetic nervous system so it is naturally calming mm-hmm. so so when we focus on our breath we also often notice the negative emotions because it makes our makes us slow our ass down so if we slow down enough and we focus on our breath breath then we may notice a buildup of negative emotions you know within us and the breath work can actually help dissolve all that stress so if you're wanting to jump over there jump on that other side of that fence you may sit back and go you know what that grass is just as green as my grass
0: yeah exactly or (laughs) just as brown yeah just as brown (laughs) you know
1: (laughs) all grass is good it's better than no grass
0: (laughs) Uh, do that So let's talk about different types of pranayama. Are we there?
1: We are. There are so many different types of pranayama. So many. Do you have a favorite?
0: I have. I put three favorites on my list.
1: You do yours first because I've got 100 favorites. And so I'll just do one that's not your favorite. (laughs) That's
0: hilarious. Okay. So my first favorite is square breath, Mm -hmm. which is not technically a original pranayama it's actually a combination of two original pranayamas square breath is a combination of samavriti meaning same length and kumbhaka which is breath retention Mm -hmm. because square breath is like inhaling for a three-count holding the breath in for a three count, exhaling for a three count and holding the breath out for a three count. So it's the same length on all sides of the square, but it's inhale, hold, exhale, hold, inhale, hold, exhale, hold. And so it's actually a combination of two yoga pranayamas, but I love it because I love the effect of both the retention and mm-hmm. the equal breathing. It's mm-hmm. just a very calming breath. One of it's,
1: my one of my, it's one of my favorites too. And um, I, I had done it in the past, but I'd never really fallen in love with it until I did my 500 hour with you. Yeah. And I really fell in because we did that breath a lot. And yeah. I just fell in love with it.
0: Yeah. It's just the perfect combination of all the right things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. The second favorite that I have on my list is Nadi Shadana, which (laughs) is our alternate nostril breathing. And I really love Nadi Shadana done in combination with other breaths. So Nadi Shadana is in technicality, switching nostrils after the exhale. So you inhale through the left side, you exhale out the right, but then you stay on the right to inhale again and then switch to exhale on the other side. It's very unique for balancing the brain. It's very unique for balancing the yin and yang in the body. It's very great for grounding and recentering. Like it does all the lovely things. Mm -hmm. But if you combine it with other pranayamas, say you combine it with visamavriti, which Mm -hmm. is opposite breathing. So say you inhale for three, but exhale out the other nostril for six. Then inhale through that same nostril and switch to exhale for six on the other side. Totally different effect.
1: I've never done that. Really? I've done it without using my hands. And I love doing it that way without using your fingers. But I've never tried it. Oh, that, that is awesome. Oh, guess what? I'm going to try.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> well, and then I did one the other day in our Ayurveda class, our final Ayurveda class, where I combined it with a mudra.
1: Hmm.
0: Um. Kali,
1: and no, that's not Kali, that's Calavera mudra, isn't it?
0: This is uh, actually Magani, Magani mudra with the middle oh, wow. fingers up. Well, see how you have one. these fingers are still laced. Uh huh. Wow. Yours Look like how close these are. In. Yeah, very similar. Yeah,
1: yeah very well, similar. So,
0: anyways, so we did this doing Nadi Shadana. Oh, right. I
1: like that. That's very cool. So, we
0: used the mood yeah. to block the nostrils. It was. That's very pretty powerful. Simple. Very powerful. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Okay. And then my third favorite pranayama is uh, Breath of Fire, of course. Mm hmm. I love breath of fire, maybe because of my pitta nature or who knows, but I love breath of fire. I love the feeling I have after I've done it. I love that it warms me up on a cold day. I love that it keeps me feeling fiery and it keeps my um, emotions high and excited. And It is, however, different than Kapalabhati breathing. Just so that you know, there is a difference, a very fine, subtle difference, Mm -hmm. but it is important to note that there is a difference. Um, Breath of fire is a similar inhale and exhale. Even though there's the snap of the abdomen, it is a sustainable breath. Whereas Kapalabhati breathing or Kapalabhati breathing is one big inhale and then exhale till the breath is gone. Then another big inhale, then flex until it's gone. Inhale, mm-hmm. right? Snap the abdomen until it's gone. Whereas breath of fire is in, out, in, out, in, out, in, out, in, out, right? Mm-hmm. So well. breath of fire is like a smaller version than bellows breath, mm-hmm. but not the same as Kapalabhati or Kapalabhati. Mhm. Wow. Yeah.
1: Cool. Cool. I don't ever use Breath of Fire. Maria? Really? No, I, pro- I never use that
0: one. Oh my gosh! I use it in core classes. It's like oh, <laughs> well, it makes sense too. And yeah, yeah,
1: I love yeah. it. I need to start cranking that one up. Yeah. Well, probably my favorite breath is um, Veloma breath. And it's got the series of interrupted inhalations with pauses followed by long exhales mm-hmm. and doing that usually in sets of 10. I almost always combine it with Mulavanda when I teach it. Um, The word Veloma translates um, as against the grain or against the natural course. And this breath is believed to regulate energy throughout our body and it can calm your body and mind, reduce anxiety, relax the nervous system and energize the body. So I, I use this one probably at least in half of my classes each week. (laughs) Um, so I, that one is one of my favorites and I find, especially in the advanced class when I, I don't know why, but when I do that at the beginning of the class and a lot of times I'll have people standing doing it, um, and use Mula Banda, the class, it's funny. People are like, oh my gosh, that was such a great class. But I think it centers them so well with the Mula Banda and they pull that energy in and they're just kind of ready to go. So, so that was probably my favorite. Um, I also like the Brahmari breath or bumblebee breath. I like this. I mean, I've seen so many different ways that people have done this one, but I, it's a calming breath and it's a very easy breath to do, but it's just humming on the exhale and it calms and quiets the mind. I have to say, I love the way that when you're you've got your hands on your head and you're humming as you exhale. I love that vibration. It just feels fabulous. It helps when I use it a lot. And I know this sounds silly probably, but I use it a lot when I am going to write because I feel like it helps to center me and it helps to center and helps me focus on my voice. Um, but it's also great for sleep because it can really induce a sound sleep. Uh, when you do it, you want to gently close your lips, uh, but your teeth are slightly apart, and you bring the tip of your tongue to the space just behind your upper uh, teeth, and your jaw is relaxed. And so then you close off your ears with your thumb, and you put your thumb, uh, your index fingers um, on the midpoints. Of your head. I generally close my eyes with my, um, pinky or a ring finger but sometimes I just honestly I I don't literally close my eyes with my hands sometimes I like that full vibration on my hands so I just keep my eyes closed and then put my whole hands on my head and I kind of prefer it that way for when I'm doing it myself but I find when I'm teaching a class I usually have them put a finger over their eyes because otherwise I look out and people are looking at me (laughs) (laughs) so and then
0: the last one that did you know that that when you place your hands on your um, head and you specifically close your eyes that that actually is a mudra and the mudra Mm -hmm. is called shanmuki mudra oh i love that so then
1: if you're doing that then you're doing two in one also
0: yeah and Shanmukhi mudra is specifically a mudra for pratyahara or removal of the senses which mm-hmm. is why it's so specific to the mouth, the lips, the eyes, the ears, because you're shutting off all of the senses in the body.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Shanmuki.
0: S-H-A-N-M-K-H-I. Shanmuki.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't have a pencil, but you know, the next time I use it in class, I'm going to text you and go, Hey, which mudra goes with Bramari <laughs> breath? <laughs> So, and then the last breath, I like the Satali and the Sakari breath a lot, especially um, in, if uh, Lauren uses these, my sister uses these all the time when she's driving, if she gets tired. Um, It's also a wonderful way to... Um, kind of balance that heat in our body, especially since it's friggin' hot here in Tennessee right now. <laughs> and this breath supposedly calms your thirst and hunger. Um, it can um, cultivate love of solitude. So if you struggle to spend time alone, it can help you to cultivate that love of solitude. It reduces fatigue. That's why you do it when you are driving if you're tired. Um, and it's, it's just a wonderful breath. Uh, The satali, you, uh, and not all people can do this. I don't have my percentage written down, but it's a, it's a probably a half and half, half of the people can roll their tongue. And so you roll your tongue. In fact, are you a tongue roller? Can you do it? I am. (laughs) So you roll your tongue and you sip the air, um, through the rolled tongue. And if you can't uh, roll your tongue, and that's just literally a genetics thing, then you can practice uh, Sakari breath and just slightly uh, part your lips and put your teeth together and inhale and out, inhale and exhale that way. In um, this one, it's kind of the Sakari is more like the Hannibal Lecter breath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you'll do that for about 10 rounds, uh, cool. eight to 10 rounds. Yeah. those are mine
0: I love that yeah um I feel like in general pranayama is right up there in yours and my's world with meditation and journaling Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like pranayama must be a go-to for you and if it's not figure out how to make it be Mm -hmm. And if you feel like you don't have enough experience or you don't have enough knowledge, that's okay. Like, don't freak out because come to Kat, come to Tanya. We got books. We got all kinds of things. Like, pranayama is a matter of taking time. Mm -hmm. It's not super complicated. Just do it.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, I had a student in class the other day and we were talking about different times you can use your breath and I always use the examples like I did before you know someone jumping in front of you in line or cutting you off in traffic but one one way I always use it and this this man in class said that he had done that and his doctor was shocked but I use it because I get white coat syndrome when I go to the doctor I just freak out and I have no reason to my husband's a doctor (laughs) you know I shouldn't be afraid of him right but (laughs) You know, I but I do, and so when I feel my blood pressure, when I feel my anxiety rising at the thought of going to the doctor, I try. So I really practice um, a lot of just slow, deep breaths, just slow durga breaths, and it does help lower your blood pressure and your anxiety levels. So, do you have any instances like that white coat thing where you? Try where you really focus on it in your life, not necessarily in a practice.
0: Pranayama in general,
1: Mm -hmm. just in general, like like when we, yeah, hundred
0: percent. I love to tell the story uh, after my double mastectomy. Mm -hmm. I was really, really trying to be mindful about um, keeping uh, the doses of pain medicine. Down because I really that was just one more thing I wanted to not have to incorporate after having had such a huge dose because I think my surgery was you know four and a half hours or something that oh, wow. I I did not with all that anesthesia I also didn't want to have to deal with you know detoxing from all the pain meds so I mm-hmm. was doing pranayama while I was anytime that I was awake and I remember when uh, the nurse had come in my room to do routine check of you know all my regular numbers and mm-hmm. check my heart rate and such I was like working on doing a visama double exhale mm-hmm. and I was doing it through like a sitali tongue but not even though I can curl my tongue I was just doing the back of my teeth Mm-hmm. Version, and I was really, you know, focused on my breathing. And the nurse came in and asked me a question. I didn't answer, and I ran was in the room at the time. And ran was like, "She's breathing." And <laughs> the nurse is like, "Well, I hope she's breathing." <laughs> and ran was like, "No, she's yoga breathing." <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah so i mean yes i use Mm -hmm. all of the time that was a a fairly large example obviously but there are times Mm -hmm. where like you say i'm driving and i notice i'm holding my breath if it's a stressful drive and then i'm like okay tanya let's take some really deep breaths and let's really Mm kind of come back into a calm place
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: i use it before big meetings to calm myself down and stuff but yeah
1: Mm -hmm. for sure Yeah, especially like if you're getting ready to speak in front of a large group, I I definitely use it then, Um, you know, so it it is amazing how simple that is and how powerful, but think, I mean, wouldn't the world be just the most pleasant little place to be if we taught every kid how to meditate and breathe?
0: Oh, for sure.
1: And And journal. And journal. (laughs) Yeah. Meditate, breathe, journal.
0: So do you have some books you'd like to share?
1: I have a book that you know well, The Yoga of the Breath um, by Richard Rawson. And this is one that we used in my 500-hour training. It's got little marks in it.
0: Yeah, that's so, a great book. It's a great book. It's a very good book. That's kind of one of those, like, maybe intermediate, you know, breath books because it mm-hmm. is quite technical mm-hmm. um it does incorporate bandhas and stuff but it's a really phenomenal book mm-hmm. the other one i wanted to suggest was light on pranayama by iyengar a lot of people have heard of the book light on yoga by iyengar but mm-hmm. some people haven't really paid attention to light on pranayama and that book is also phenomenal if you really okay, like- say
1: that again the light on the light on pranayama lauren just called in and it Broke up.
0: Okay, the Light on Pranayama book by um, BKS Iyengar is really a phenomenal book too because it really goes into kind of the deeper, older description. Which you know me, I really like the mm-hmm. the authentic less westernized versions and so i really do enjoy that book
1: you know it is in my shopping cart i was i was flipping over to my amazon cart to see if that's the one. Oh yeah the light on pranayama it's in my shopping cart uh-huh. um, i've got like 18 things in there now i've got another one in there called um where is it um prana and pranayama by swami Sar- saraswati um, that one looked interesting too but prana um,
0: and pranayama
1: yeah prana and pranayama and then the last one i had in there was mind your breathing the yogi's handbook with 37 pranayama exercises Cool. Um, that one's just a cheap little 5.99 kindle book I mean, they've got the paperback also but um, that one looked very interesting to me and of course i was drawn to that one in particular because it has a horse on the cover
0: yeah. And I'm, I'm
1: kind of obsessed with horses
0: that's hilarious so uh, I like it. I um, have decided I need to go through my bookshelves since you and I know our our book issue, our book love. <laughs> but I feel like I am, you know, collecting, and I also feel like I am not reading enough. And I kind of chastised myself the other day because I feel like I've gotten into a couple of odd habits, and so I need to really like go through all of my books and decides which ones really make me happy Mm -hmm. and which ones I've added to my shelves that don't really. So I need to do a book cleaning. So I might like do a little book sale. There'll be like Uh a quarter a book, but I need to, I need to pass on some love.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, it is sad. I've got so many to be read books. Um, And because I don't on on these kind of books, I don't want to fly through them like I do, you know, a beach novel. I want to mull them over so I don't read them that fast. So I've got I've got quite the little collection, too. So I agree. I I concur. I know
0: it's that or I need to, I don't know, get a new bookshelf or do something Mm -hmm. like you like that. I literally buy more furniture to keep my books in, but. (laughs) <laughs> I know. Maybe I need to take a deep breath and focus for a minute on my breathing. And
1: Well, just remember that breathing is one of the greatest pleasures in life.
0: And, folks, it's a necessary tool to keep living.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> All right.